I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. Listen to The Deal wherever you get your podcast, And watch on Bloomberg Originals, Bloomberg Television, or BTV+. Brought to you by Sherm, a better workplace, a better world. From the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Thursday, May 18th. Coming up today. Debt ceiling talks continue with potential default now just two weeks away. President Biden arrives at the G7 summit in Japan. TikTok is banned in one U.S. state. And retail earnings continue with Walmart reporting this morning. There are conflicting accounts about a paparazzi car chase involving Prince Harry in Manhattan. Plus, the controversy about where to house migrants in New York continues. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stanshaw in sports. A walk-off win for the Mets. A walk-off loss for the Yankees. The Miami Heat won game one for the Celtics. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast. Each morning on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. Karen, the U.S. is now two weeks away from a potential government default. President Biden is now out of the country with debt ceiling negotiations continuing in Washington. He's expressing confidence that a deal will get done in time. Every leader in the room understands the consequences that we fail to pay our bills. And it would be catastrophic for the, uh, for the American economy and the American people <clears throat> if we didn't pay our bills. President Biden says he will be in constant contact with negotiators while he's away. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says just having a negotiation is a win. They finally backed off the insane, unrational, unsensible idea that you just raise the debt ceiling. Speaker McCarthy says he, too, is hopeful a deal can be reached before U.S. default, which could come as early as June 1st. Well, as negotiations continue, Nathan McCarthy is criticizing the president's trip to Japan for an international summit. The president arrived at the G7 meeting about two hours ago. Bloomberg's Stephen Engel is there and says Russia is likely to be a major topic. The National Security Advisor of the U.S., Jake Sullivan, says the U.S. will likely have a package of sanctions associated with the G7 statement, further sanctions on Russia. They're trying to close loopholes as well. Third-party nations perhaps funneling uh, high-tech you know, elements to Moscow to help its war in Ukraine. We'll also likely to see talk of economic and humanitarian support to Ukraine. So at the G7, there's a lot of unity. And Bloomberg Stephen Engel in Hiroshima says G7 leaders are also grappling with the question of how to tackle China. In the meantime, Karen, China's president Xi Jinping is holding a summit of his own. The two-day China Central Asia summit will assemble leaders from Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, and Uzbekistan. It is Xi's way of reminding the G7 of China's influence outside the U.S.-led world order. Well, back here in the U.S., Nathan, presidential politics are in focus, and there are more signs that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is primed to announce a challenge to Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. We get the details from Bloomberg's Ed Baxter. DeSantis has summoned financial backers for a meeting in Miami next week. This, of course, is upping the speculation that he may officially announce very soon. It is set for the 24th next week and then for a political briefing the next morning. And then with the tease following the briefing, the fun begins. 
They're encouraged to work with the team through the night of the 25th. DeSantis will have to announce he is officially running before contributions can be solicited. So the announcement could come during those two days. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. Okay, Ed, thank you. TikTok is under more pressure from the U.S. this morning. The state of Montana has now enacted the first ever ban on the wildly popular app. And we get the details now from Bloomberg's John Tucker. John. Nathan, it's short on technical details, and nobody's really certain how it's going to be enforced. The measure bars app stores from making TikTok available for download within Montana's borders. Well, something you can get around simply by using a virtual private network. Well, the governor says it's to protect residents' data from the Chinese Communist Party. TikTok is owned by Beijing-based ByteDance. App stores would be liable for fines of $10,000 a day for violating the law. The individual TikTok users, they wouldn't be punished. The real news will certainly be the ta- challenges to it. They'll offer insight into whether courts will uphold efforts in Congress to ban TikTok. TikTok has roughly 150 million users in the U.S. In New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, John, thanks. Well, looking at markets this morning, let's update you on some of the stocks on the move. Shares of Cisco are down about 3.5%. The largest maker of computer network machines says orders declined 23% in the past quarter. On the flip side, Karen, shares of Take-Two Interactive are up 9.6%. The company, known for its Grand Theft Auto video game, topped quarterly sales estimates. Take-Two is also hinting of a release date for a new version of its wildly popular title. Well, up next, Nathan, retail earnings come into focus. We get results this morning from Walmart, and Bloomberg's Tom Busby has a preview. The focus for investors is the strength of grocery sales at Walmart, which makes up about half its annual revenues, and they may be more important than ever. After Target reported its shoppers have been buying just the basics, food and household goods, not as much clothing or electronics. Also, Home Depot noted a pullback by consumers in their report earlier this week. Look for adjusted earnings of $1.31 a share, revenue of $148.7 billion, and same-store sales forecast to rise just over 5%. Tom Busby, Bloomberg Daybreak. Okay, Tom, thank you. Shares of Micron Technology are also on the move this morning. That stock's up more than 2% in early trading. Sources say Micron's poised to land about $1.5 billion in financial incentives from the Japanese government to help make it the next-generation memory chips in the country. And Deutsche Bank coming under fire this morning, Nathan, for its work with Jeffrey Epstein. The bank will pay $75 million to settle a U.S. lawsuit involving the late disgraced financier. Victims of Epstein's sexual abuse accuse the German bank of facilitating his sex trafficking operation. J.P. Morgan is also facing a similar suit. And we have your latest local headlines, plus a check of sports. And this is Bloomberg. Time now to take a look at some of the other stories making news in New York and around the world. And for that, we are joined by Bloomberg's Michael Barr. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. Saifulu Saipov, the ISIS-inspired terrorist who carried out a deadly attack with a truck in New York City, was sentenced to life in prison for killing eight people when he sped down a bike path in a rented truck. J.P. Patrick, the jury foreman, spoke outside the courthouse. The gruesome nature of this crime was just hard to take as a as a juror. Saipov had been spared the death penalty. The life sentence means he is headed to the nation's most secure federal prison in Colorado. Once there, he's in for 22 hours a day alone in his cell. The House voted to refer embattled Republican Congressman George Santos's case to the Ethics Committee. Santos says referring the resolution to ethics is the best path forward. 
I was elected by them to come represent them. I will continue to do that. I have not not done my job since I've gotten here. Uh, I can chew and walk gum at the same time. I can chew gum and walk at the same time. Some of his colleagues heckled Santos after his news conference. If I could understand you over my colleagues screaming here, the reality New is... New needs better! You gotta go, man. Come on. Santos is facing 13 federal charges, including money laundering. A spokesperson for Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan claimed that they were involved in a near-catastrophic car chase while being pursued by paparazzi in Manhattan Tuesday night. Meanwhile, the NYPD says it wasn't catastrophic, but merely challenging to get Meghan and Harry home. After heading to a police precinct for safety, Harry and Meghan, along with her mother and a security guard, hailed a taxi to elude photographers, but the cab driver stopped short of calling it a chase. New York's Mayor Eric Adams also expressed skepticism about the chase lasting two hours, but... A lot of people are using our streets. Uh, any type of high-speed chase uh, that involves uh, something of that nature uh, is inappropriate. In 1997, Prince Harry's mother, Princess Diana, died in a crash while being chased by paparazzi in Paris. Meanwhile, Mayor Adams delivered some harsh words for people criticizing the city's decision to house thousands of migrants in the city's hotels. Adams says while he would rather keep those hotels open for tourists, the city needs to house the asylum seekers somewhere and calls on others for suggestions moving forward. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, Nathan. Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update, brought to you by Tri-State Audi. Good morning, John Stashauer. Good morning, Nathan. A wild and much-needed win for the Mets, who've been floundering for nearly a month. Looked like another loss. They trailed Tampa Bay 2-0 at City Field. Later, 5-2. They tied the game with a dramatic three-run homer with two outs on the bottom of the ninth inning by Francisco Alvarez. But then they fell behind yet again in the 10th inning when it was time for more drama. Fairbanks holds the set, the 0-1. Swing and a high fly. Deep left field. Pete Alonso has won the game. It's a three-run walk-off home run. 8-7 New York. On WCBS, just as the Mets were hitting those two three-run homers, one to tie, one to win, a three-run shot in Toronto by the Blue Jays' Danny Jansen of Wandy Peralto. For the first and only runs of the game, Blue Jays shut out the Yankees 3-0 in 10 innings. The Yanks had only three hits. Game one of the NBA East Finals to the Heat. Their third straight series opening win on the road. Fifth team to ever do that. Beat the Celtics in Boston 123-116 led by Jimmy Butler. 35 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, 6 steals. The Heat made over half their three-pointers. They'll play game two in the West tonight. Lakers-Nuggets in Denver, where the Nuggets are 7-0. Stanley Cup playoffs are back tonight. Game one in the East, Florida at Carolina. Second golf major of the year, PGA Championship at Oak Hill in Rochester. Big names going off early this morning, like world number one and Masters champ John Rahm. Defending champ Justin Thomas playing with Rory McIlroy. Live coverage today on Bloomberg Radio starting just after the end of trading at 4. Bloomberg Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. 
It's dedication, it's fortitude, and it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years, and it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest-growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel has built a company and culture unlike any firm on Wall Street. Because success is the drive it takes to keep pushing. It's the passion to keep investing. It's the best of each of us, made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. Listen to The Deal wherever you get your podcast, And watch on Bloomberg Originals, Bloomberg Television, or BTV+. Brought to you by Sherm, a better workplace, a better world. Live from coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. President Biden and other world leaders have begun arriving in Hiroshima, Japan, for the annual Group of Seven Leaders Summit, the war in Ukraine, a rising China, and for the president, a debt crisis back home will all be top of mind. Bloomberg's Anne-Marie Hordern is covering the G7 for us from Hiroshima and joins us live this morning. Good to have you with us, Anne-Marie, as we watch headlines cross the Bloomberg terminal from the president's uh, early meeting just now with Japanese Prime Minister Kishida saying that he wants to to hold Russia accountable for its brutal aggression in Ukraine, working on nuclear nonproliferation and working on partnerships between Japanese and U.S. companies. Already getting uh, something of a glimpse of the themes that are going to be dominating this G7. Certainly, and good morning to you. I think we should start there with the nuclear weapons uh, proliferation because obviously the summit location of Hiroshima is a potent reminder uh, of course of what happened in Japan um, twice with nuclear weapons by the United States. It's also where Fumio Kishida, the prime minister, is from. This is incredibly important to him. Uh, but the main topics that are going to probably be the most tense um, and you're going to want to see the most action from world leaders they could potentially have some agreements on is going to be Russia. Uh, there's a ton of sanctions already on the Russian economy, so potentially going to be look at how they can close the gap for how Russia is still getting some materials from third world countries, uh, third con third party countries, excuse me. And then, of course, uh, China. How do they tackle China? We know the United States uh, wants to come out and talk about economic coercion with China, but the issue they have is how do they agree and get all of the seven countries to not just agree on language, but beyond language, what can actually be done? Because all of these economies, whether it's trade, whether it's investment, whether it's uh, supply chains, are criti critically linked with Beijing. So these can be very difficult conversations. And then to top it off all for the president, he is going to feel a tremendous amount of pressure for, obviously, negotiations that are taking place back home in Washington, D.C. And it is a 13-hour brutal time difference. So mm -hmm. it's going to be a, a big one for, for this team to work through. 
Yeah, to your point on the China question, Anne-Marie, we've seen the leaders at this summit specifically taking some pretty broad approaches when it comes to uh, confronting President Xi. We had Emmanuel Macron, the president of France, take a more open stance while the U.S. is trying to uh, get past some of the tensions uh, following the uh, spy balloon incident back in February. How can this gathering potentially lead to some kind of consensus on just how to tackle the, the Chinese question? Well, they're looking to send a signal to China, and they're going to be announcing uh, a joint effort, according to our reporting, to counter this economic coercion. But, you know, you mentioned Emmanuel Macron. You mentioned what the president is doing. What you're going to hear, I think, a lot of languages. There is a lot of talk of decoupling at one point. Now everyone's talking about de-risking. Uh, Emmanuel Macron will be definitely one that is going to be watched because he, of course, had this what summers definitely saying in the United States, a controversial trip, and he talked about strategic autonomy when it comes to China and how he didn't want to decouple. Um, but then you're going to look at other leaders, like Italy's Giorgia Maloney, who recently met with Speaker McCarthy, and from our reporting, she told him that they do plan to get out of China's Belt and Road Initiative. So potentially some wins for the United States, but the issue is how can they all align on the action? Because for China, it's very difficult in terms of the economic work that is being done in each individual country, the trade, the investment. Uh, there's one potential area where we could hear talk, and this is about outbound investment, restrictions to that. Secretary Yellen, when I was in Nagata, spoke about this at the finance minister's meeting. She wants to talk to other countries about it. But even that, at the moment, looks very narrow in scope. So potentially there's going to be a lot of talk on China but really what happens in terms of tangible deliverables is the big question. Got about a minute left here, Anne-Marie. The president has said he's going to stay engaged with the negotiations on the debt ceiling back in Washington. How much of an overhang could this be for the other leaders gathered at the G7 when it comes to the U.S. standing in the world? Well, already the president had a canceled part of his trip. Uh, he was going to Papua New Guinea, which was supposed to be a big play on deterring China. And he was also going to Australia, meeting with the Quad. They are going to be here and have a sideline meeting alongside the G7. But the president was making a bigger push in the Asia-Pacific that he had to cut short to deal with what is going on domestically. Um, so there will be probably a lot of criticism for that on the international stage, that domestic politics is getting away, getting in the way of foreign policy. Uh, we also have criticism back home for the president, Speaker McCarthy telling the president, stop hiding, stop traveling. Uh, so this is going to be a big one for the president, but he exuded a lot of confidence before he left that he thinks his team dealing with the Republicans can find an agreement. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. Listen to The Deal wherever you get your podcast, And watch on Bloomberg Originals, Bloomberg Television, or BTV+. Brought to you by Sherm, a better workplace, a better world.